negotiation tactic. It's fine. I'll show it to you later. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, you're recording already? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lubitsa was laughing about Psych. No, don't tell <laughs> <laughs> It turns out Psych is a good show if you get past, skip the first season. And there's some, like, I think there's a couple, like, transphobic moments and stuff oh, it's not woke. yeah but but for shows from the 2000s yes. it is a lot less not woke than True. other shows we've tried watching like by far gilmore girls for example it crowd yeah um, um bones <laughs> uh yeah okay uh, they're so, having a lot of fun on oh. the show we'll talk about it at a different <laughs> yeah. time yeah let's not Welcome. get into it now hello this is a podcast this is the cold pizza party podcast i'm adam i'm yubitsa and uh, today we have on the guys from Psychic Dolphin Garage to uh, break talk. down the Dallas Housewives premiere with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was uh, really fun to record and it's kind of a long ep, so maybe we should just get into it. Yeah. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, we didn't say our stuff. That's good enough. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What stuff? Just like like this is leftist trashy TV thing. No, like uh, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, oh, okay. Twitter. Well, Pizza some Party. there are somebody's already listening. To That's us. true. Um, yeah, so I took a lot of notes as well, and I kind of figured we could go more or less, you know, chronologically through. I mm-hmm. think there's some stuff that we can skip because it was a little boring, and there are other scenes that are more uh, ripe for criticism. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the fucking uh, conversation between uh, let me double check their names because got just so much of this like this I literally I literally have it pulled up <laughs> I have it pulled up with all of their faces and names <laughs> yeah, I, I suffer from partial facial blindness and so this <laughs> this TV show is hell for me oh yeah. okay so it was it was Travis and Stephanie um to uh to put that in context for everybody who doesn't remember the names uh the horrible couple who is writing hoverboards uh, when it cut to them, um, which I have some thoughts on the hoverboards too, and I, I guess we'll get to that in a, in a minute. But um, okay, just their whole conversation, their whole entire fucking conversation was them like doing a plot recap of what had happened earlier in the episode, and I was yeah. just like, is, "Is this how people talk to one another? Like, is this <laughs> a, a human conversation?" It, it is. God, just this whole fucking show. Oh I, I think it's it's a human conversation that takes place on the season four, episode one of a reality <laughs> TV show. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, but before we dive in, I think we really have to discuss the openings because I feel like a key part of Housewives shows are their opening taglines. So don't mm. worry, I wrote all of them down. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Uh, but okay, so Leanne says um, Dallas is a pageant. I always win. <laughs> I just what does that even mean? <laughs> don't. No one is even doing pageants on this show. Like pageants yeah. have nothing to do with the stories that we saw. So mm. okay. Um, Cam says just because I look like Barbie 
doesn't mean you can play me. Which is <laughs> also very odd. That sounds like <laughs> something like she came up with in high school as her calling card. Yeah. And then oh just refused God. to let go of. Like, I'm going to work this in everywhere. That was her senior quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The producers are like begging her, please, please let us write something for you. That would be a Let's write anything game. other than what you wrote. Yeah. If someone made a high school senior yearbook quote or re- our uh, housewife reality show tagline, uh, that I, I could play that for hours. Oh. <laughs> uh, so then Carrie uh, said, I'm bilingual, but I don't speak BS. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> Brandy, who's the redhead, of course, said... Uh, Brandy mess- Redmond, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, she said, when you mess with a ginger, expect some spice. Uh, although I don't think she delivered it with quite that much gusto. She's like no, very soft-spoken. You, you did that way better than she did, yeah. <laughs> uh, Deandra's is, I'm minding my business, so start minding yours, which doesn't sound like a tagline so much as just... Like a passive aggressivism. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a like 9 p.m. Facebook post on the school (laughs) district page. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. No, she is vicious on nextdoor.com for sure. (laughs) After she's hit the Jesus juice, you know. Mm. Um. And then finally, Stephanie says, "I never carry a grudge. It doesn't go with my shoes." Which. (laughs) I thought was like so lame. I feel like they could have really punched that one up, and she could have said like, "I, pr- you know, I never carry a grudge. I prefer to carry a Birkin or some kind of stuff." Yeah, no, that, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, I don't carry a grudge unless it's designer. You know? Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be. Better. That'd be <laughs> yeah, way I better. don't carry a grudge. I carry coach. Why are we writing for the show? Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> because well, it's literally so terrible that. We could do better. <laughs> no, I, I, I have the Dallas clout to uh, where I could, uh, you know, I could do this. Yeah. Uh, hey, look, I can find six women with like, like the lightest dusting of a southern accent, and then call it a Texas show. <laughs> yeah, like this is all shot in like some fucking like warehouse in L.A. that's like made to look like the inside of a big Dallas mansion. Like, <laughs> actually, it's all the same like sets that the porn shoots use, but you know, in the off oh, hours. God. So it works out well for everyone. I mean, the Jesus. houses have about that much, like, aesthetic appeal. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So yeah. that was actually a note I made. Like, these houses look like, they look like a McMansion fucked an Apple store. Like, they, like how do people live in these places? It's like, it's like a bougie dentist's office. Like, I can't imagine spent like, waking up, going downstairs into this, like, totally sterile, weird place, you know? It's... It's really bad. Half expecting yeah, no. one of Saddam's sons to just walk out of a door. <laughs> like, whoa, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. I mean, the yeah. walls, if you notice, on almost all of their houses are just completely bare. Like, there is mm-hmm. no art. There's no – or or they have, like, a million photos of themselves and their children. But Ugh. that's, yeah. like, <laughs> that's the only, like, wall decor that they've got happening. Everything else is just, like – completely bare i actually wonder how they film there because i imagine it's quite echoey you know it's just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah that must have been tough Jeez, yeah. so much compression on those mics yeah <laughs> they probably have just one boom mic and then they just run it's there. where all of <laughs> their Horrible. budget goes is in post-production i, I, I hate <laughs> yeah literally yeah that's why the writing's so bad i hate to break it to y'all too but uh 
I my grandparents have like rich friends and I used to go to parties with them. Oh yeah. And all of their houses look exactly like that. So like I'm watching <laughs> this show and trying to not have like a, a dissociative episode just like, just a like flashback, yeah. Yeah, to when I was 14 and dressed in a tuxedo at a Christmas party <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Awkwardly holding that apple cider champagne glass. <laughs> oh, God. The, the, the details of this are too perfect. A huge plot point, like, was it last season? Was that the house ste- we see Stephanie and uh, what's her husband's name? Travis. Travis. Their house, when they bought it, had a pool, like, in the entryway. Yeah. Like, you entered the house. And it was just a pool which really makes you feel like is this some kind of like jeffrey epstein outpost i mean it feels like it could only be made for like sex parties (laughs) yeah there's there's no way these people live in these houses like it's it's on a golf course it's like this it's the overhead shots were all like of the golf course and like the big like neighborhood winding through the golf course and it's like is this their their summer home that they shoot at (laughs) Well, I was actually interested, like, just in the aesthetics of this show in general. Um, Like, Adam and I are sort of fake Texans because we moved here, like, five years ago. But obviously... Uh, All right, podcast over. We can't do this anymore. But obviously, uh, you guys are a little more familiar, I'm sure, with, like, Dallas and... Born and raised. Hell yeah. So I was wondering, like... um, Well, I noticed, like, especially, like, in their opening shots, they had, like... um, their hair was like even bigger than it is during the episodes. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously a couple of them are trying to go blonde. And I think like big blonde hair, like, you know, the higher, the closer to God is kind of like a um, <laughs> stereotype, I guess, of like Dallas women and maybe just like Christian women in Texas in general. But I was curious if you guys like noticed any other um, sort of stereotypes or just like had any other insights about Dallas. That, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe we don't notice. Aesthetically. Yeah. Yeah. They so, can... Go ahead, Bo. Sorry, go ahead, Kelton. No, you. Okay. <laughs> I love you. And the, it. it's a true Texas tradition to say you are from Dallas when I think most of the homes are in the Highland Park area. <coughs> oh, yeah, or they talked other, about, they mentioned Highland Park, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, or they're just in other very rich, affluent suburbs of Dallas that are usually their own self-incorporated type locations. But oh. because no one knows where Highland Park is and you get less clout if you talk about what water utility district you come from, they then just <laughs> say the, the nearest big city to you. It's like how in Houston, you can say you're from Houston, but that could stretch from Galveston all the way to Huntsville, which for people not from Texas, that's almost like a two, two and a half hour stretch. But you just say that because it's easier. So that that just seemed Mm. like it was printed all over this show. Yeah. Yeah. So specifically referring to the aesthetics of it, too, like... (laughs) The fucking um, establishing shots they do in, like, the little in-between, uh, between actual scenes, there was, like, a shot of some skyscrapers, a shot of some longhorns, and then one of just, like, a highway from above, and I'm like, <laughs> yep, that's, well, first of all, it's way too open of a highway to be Dallas, but otherwise, it, uh, it's spot on. <laughs> they, yeah. they shut down that highway for stock footage B-roll. I mean, they must have, God, because mm-hmm. I think that, like, I mean, I didn't really get, like, a good look, I didn't do, like, a whole, like, Zapruder film uh, analysis of it. Uh, hey, that's another Dallas reference, everyone. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, 
it did kind of look like um, Dallas going up north into Richardson, which is like notoriously always super shitty traffic wise. So who knows? <laughs> okay. Yeah, the cool. huge highways are a massively Texan thing. Yeah, they yeah. Left and a huge impression on me as soon as we. Yeah. Yeah. They go so high into the sky. I also it's honestly. Noticed... Oh no! Sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I also noticed a lot of like bull statues, and I was just wondering if that's a part of. Dallas. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a statue. Um, I, I, shit, I forget exactly where it is downtown, but um, literally, it's this park that's just full of a bunch of like big metal bulls, which okay. is uh, <laughs> yeah. I, like I've been there. I, I, like I've driven by like a couple times, uh, like once or twice at night, and it just it it just, it's fucking surreal. I forget yeah, the name so, of the artist, but that was part of his, I have a perfectly healthy relationship with my father. What are you talking about, <laughs> series, right? <laughs> well, like, so the thing about, like, a lot of the landmarks and stuff in Dallas is, you know, like like a lot of cities uh, in Texas especially, like, they're fairly new as far as cities go, or, like, being big cities at least. So mm-hmm. it's got this, like newness to it that's trying to cultivate an oldness that comes across as like yes like a dude who moved there a year ago and decided you know i'm gonna buy a cowboy hat fuck it yeah it's it's very weird i totally noticed that i have that in my notes actually because um like i grew up in uh columbus ohio and Mm -hmm. the suburb i grew up in like kind of an affluent suburb too but the suburb that i grew up in is like pretty i mean it's not that old but it's like pretty old and all of the houses are like each one was built like an by an architect that someone like hired and you know and then mm-hmm. you notice that in those like interstitial shots like you were talking about how they have like a bunch of mansions by a golf course but all the mansions look so they almost look like prefab like they look like just copies of each other oh, yeah. you know yeah. oh yeah and these are not very good these are not very good houses these are not very nice houses they're like slightly better than McMansions, but not by a lot. Also yeah. it's all built by basically the same company that was hired to like create this, you know, neighborhood around a golf course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you actually have a whole bunch of money, you usually don't live in a major city in Texas. You, you know, you might have a house there, but you usually have like a massive ranch somewhere in central Texas or West Texas. I mean, and that that's kind of what you roll with overall. I uh, forgot to say this, but I did. I, I mean, it doesn't matter because we've moved past it. But I did think uh, I was listening to your guys' episode. I, I don't know if it was the last one you guys put out, but the one where you had calls. That, and uh, someone called in asking about um, bottom unity. And I was thinking that your uh, tagline as a housewife, as a podcast, could be like, I may be for bottom unity. But the left will always come out on top. Or something like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's yes. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Only if that means I can wear that giant flower shoulder dress while saying that. <laughs> oh, you don't want to wear the red latex gown that, that, shit <laughs> that Stephanie was, so was wearing. Ugly. <laughs> it was awful. Like, okay, you know, y'all know the, the little like baby bell cheeses with like the wax, right? It yes. looks like you threw one of those <laughs> yeah. in the microwave and then turned it into a dress. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. <laughs> so grody. Was Just so realizing really that, like, <laughs> someone probably uses those as pasties and that's, like, someone's fetish <laughs> oh, really like, oh, bothers oh. me. 
Not gonna kink shame, but yeah. No, that's not kink However. shaming. That's it's called being lactose intolerant. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that, that they had the themed colored dresses instead of putting them all in like cowboy boots. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was one detail I really liked though. Was the uh, the logo was the high heel with the spur coming uh, off the back. It sucked. Oh, uh, so trite. <laughs> so trite. I guess it's about on par with the aesthetics of the rest of this show, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're about to talk about this uh, wedding planning scene, and <laughs> did you guys notice that when she introduced her wedding planner, who, like, legit looked like Chris Jenner, she was like, he farts out gold glitter, and then they <laughs> actually CGI'd in gold yes, glitter. Yes! That was amazing! Oh, God, Steve. Fucking, first of all, the fucking, like, Andy Warhol shtick Steve has going, I hate. Second yeah. of all, that, the, the, like, going back to the aesthetics thing, that entire, like, interior design, like, party planning place is so peak Dallas, and I fucking just, so bad. It's like, yeah. the dumb Dallas, moped though. table they had. Yeah, like, the dumb <laughs> moped table thing. Um, the, That's like, like straight candle, off of Pinterest. Tory Burch. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was, ugh, so gross. Yeah. It was so like repurposed. It was it was a repurposed moped that somebody made into a table for a YouTube video and then like threw away. <laughs> and then you know that that dude is he like going for like some like super European look? Is he going for like <laughs> oh I'm you know I'm just a designer I'm quirky that way mm. like it, it, I don't he know. <laughs> was driving on his way to work and he saw that and he was like oh my god I have to stop and pick this up yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, should we actually talk about the wedding planning with Leanne? That was kind of the first scene. At first, there was like a dumb scene where Brandy was like saying goodbye to her dead bunny, but I don't think we. Yeah, that was really surreal. Like, was that (laughs) like it felt like a callback to a previous season? Right? Is that what that was? was? It was not. It was just completely like just. It almost felt like it was copy pasted into me like, <laughs> by accident. Honestly, <laughs> because like, I did mad credit for them for doing that as a cold open. Like, oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> yeah. 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 That was like I my literally my first line of notes is this recap feels like Tim and Eric, but not Tim and Eric. It's just so, <laughs> so weird and bad. So, have any of y'all ever uh, planned a wedding before? Uh, no. Okay. No. I mean, like, D&D have... night. That's about as close as I've gotten. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> I imagine the costs are a little different. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, beer oh, and no. uh, Cheetos aren't quite the same. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam and I are married, but we just, like, went to the courthouse in the middle of the day and got a, like, common law marriage license so that I could be on his insurance. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> Very yeah, you romantic wore the t- last shirt. day of uh, <laughs> the insurance deadline. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so we don't we do not have any sort of uh, insight into wedding planning. But I was surprised um, that the lowest cost was labor at fifteen thousand dollars, and then she was quoted twenty five to thirty thousand dollars for decor and thirty five thousand dollars for fucking flowers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, God. absolutely. So I, I just want as an idea them to before they go through with all of this are like so the total estimated cost is going to be eighty thousand dollars now you can have your wedding for eighty thousand dollars or 
reveal giant curtain gets wheeled back shows several different villages from all different countries from all over the globe but like these third world nations could get water wells 17,000 water wells could be built dude it's not even third world nations like um there are like entire villages for sale in like france and spain that are almost completely abandoned and you can buy them for like like a hundred thousand, a little bit more. Jesus. So she could like literally buy herself like an entire Spanish village near the ocean. <laughs> you hear that, boys? New Patreon <laughs> goal. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, wait a second. How much is that inheritance again? <laughs> Meemaw, we need to have a talk. <laughs> also, drink this. <laughs> it's called taking one for the team. I appreciate you. So I know you said this was a. Quote, college fun. <laughs> Allow me to introduce you to the castle collage. <laughs> oh, no, no. I thought, oh, oh, college. I thought you were saying cottage. My, my bad. My bad. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. No, it just, the exorbitant amount of money. And I, it's funny because they even touch on this in the show. Uh, I forget who exactly said it, but, you know, you're not nobody unless you're spending money or some faux folksy thing like yeah these people probably waste so much money on all their dumb shit and that's really that you know if 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 by the end of a season of real housewives of dallas somebody's not a marxist uh they're not paying attention (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i mean i think i forget who it was who said it again they all blur together their voices the plastic surgery their hair color, it all just morphs into one being. They are slowly all morphing into one, yeah. It, it's, it's like that uh, horror movie Society where like the ruling class is literally a pile of like meat that melds together. Yeah. Anyways. Like like the one the one who was like, when I was younger, for the first forty years of my life, I was oh, that's blonde. Leanne. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they do flashbacks. I'm like, that's light to medium brown hair. Yeah. I, I don't know how to break this to you. Yeah. But that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when someone says, oh, I'm blonde. And then it's like, no, no, this is maybe at best on a good day, light brown. But yeah. you need to <laughs> well, check that's, this. Le- that's Deandra, right? No, no, that was Leanne. Actually, Leanne's okay. the one that is also planning the wedding. Mm-hmm. And her, uh, you guys didn't really get to see this, but her backstory is that she's a carny. She was <laughs> raised on the carnival circuit. <laughs> oh, hell it's yeah. Really, <laughs> yeah, it's a really big part of her story. Although it's sort of funny because she... She has it like as a real chip on her shoulder that she wasn't born into society, but um, she's like middle class. Like she clearly, she like works for various like charities and like obviously. I mean, she's like hanging. She's rubbing elbows with all these other ladies. Like she's not poor, poor, but she has mm-hmm. this concept of herself as like this, uh, you know, poor victim that like really yeah. is just scraping by. You know. Oh my god. She. Goes and pays for an eighty thousand dollar wedding. <laughs> Just like, I, a member yes. of the working class, will now. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. This shows- pulls out checkbook. So how much is it? Yeah, they're also so old. What is happening? Who, yeah. who writes in like it's about what you can sign as a check? Like who uses checks anymore? What? What? <laughs> Well, I think that on average they're like probably around 
50, 55? Yeah, I would say, like, yeah, like, late 40s, 50. That, yeah. 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 Nobody. Yeah. Huh? Nobody? No, the age of these women. Oh. Okay, yeah. <laughs> these grandmothers who are yeah. all still, like, getting excited because they were able to adopt a newborn child. That poor kid. Poor yeah. Did, okay, poor legitimate Baron. question. Did they adopt him because he was a boy and the husband wanted a boy that badly after pumping out three girls in a row? I, probably. I think they legitimately adopted him because they're all redheads, husband and wife and the other children. And I so it was a, like a plot line that basically Stephanie, her friend that's also on the show, um, she like used to be like she, a like, caseworker or counselor or I don't know. Yeah, somehow mm. she heard there was somehow a free she baby. found out that there was <laughs> oh, a redheaded oh, baby no. in Dallas. Oh no! <laughs> we have to add him to our collection. And, yeah, pretty much. They're just like, okay, we have to have him. <laughs> oh no! Well, well, okay, so sorry. Like that was like a thing that really stood out to me was. The children were Brinkley, Brooklyn, and Bruin. The yeah. parents are Brandy, and I was like, okay, I need to look up the husband's name and see Trevor. what the fuck it is. <laughs> would, would any of all who don't know like to guess? Bobby. Okay. Bahama. That's a good one. <laughs> N- nope, nope. It's Brian. B-R-Y-A-N. <laughs> so they're the whole fucking B-R family Redmonds, and it's just... Yeah. What the fuck is you people are so Texan? Just fuck off, please. Well, they're just they're branding, you know. Ah, like also with a br. <laughs> well, that's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I've seen people do that with like one letter, but to do two letters is really taking it next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's advanced. Yeah, yeah. On on an episode that we had recorded earlier, um, we had talked about how. Uh, uh, Joaquin Castro and Julian Castro and Cory Booker and Carrie Booker. Carrie, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why do parents do this to their children? They're yeah, like purposefully trying. I, to I thought JoJo's. I, I was not aware that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I was asking about the baby, by the way, um, and just maybe projecting my own background onto this, uh, in my knowledge of relatively conservative southern affluent circles um if you have an affair and you want that child to be raised properly quote unquote you then oftentimes will adopt that child into your family and then claim that it's basically just a complete stranger even though the kid grows up to look like a spitting image of you you know (laughs) one parent (laughs) and someone else yeah that yep. really sounds completely plausible. You should start like a, a housewives tea site where you can, <laughs> <laughs> where you can uh, report on this and other Q R slash slash Q wives. This is how I radicalize them, Zach. <laughs> it's finally going to start a uh, Bravo board on eight chan. Instead of yeah. uh, Pepe's or whatever, everyone's just a uh, Redman. <laughs> oh my god! If you connect their du- <laughs> if you connect the freckles on their faces, it spells out a message. Tells you the moth flies <laughs> at midnight. We all know what that means. <laughs> and if you think the housewives are evil, wait till you hear about the Lebrants. 
Um, so God. speaking of very traditional Southern families, we have to talk about the Simmons, who apparently are like a big institution in Dallas, although I wasn't uh, particularly aware of this until the show started. Um, but I did do some research today, <laughs> and I discovered <laughs> oh, that... Yeah. Um, uh, so uh, we have... So there's Deandra, who's the... Um, sort of pumpkin haired lady on this show (laughs) uh who is um basically like the quintessential fail daughter you know like (laughs) yeah that's perfect (laughs) god like her mom her her mom married uh her stepdad who is a dallas tycoon i guess and she then used his money to start a cosmetics company uh, which she advertised through Christian television, and that's how they added to their wealth. Such an incredibly Dallas collection of businesses, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, her mom has... Um, I listen to this uh, podcast called Watch What Crappens that sometimes recaps these shows, or that's what they do, they recap these shows. And one of the um, guys on there describes um, Deandra's mom, Mama D, as having power Mima hair. And I think that's pretty apt. <laughs> um, but I looked into them and uh, the the dead husband, the dead stepdad that they were visiting in this scene. And, or I think, was it his in this grave. scene? They were visiting his grave. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Sorry, I, I, I can't help but laugh at like been trying to <laughs> fake emotion. Like it happened six years ago. Oh, oh yeah. Th- these people have not felt feelings in uh, probably like, well, ever, maybe. He suffered a heart that... attack in a hotel room in Las Vegas, not doing cocaine with a bunch of strippers. <laughs> I know, I was like, there's so much you're leaving out of that sentence, but okay. Um, but apparently his brother uh, is like the richer of the two brothers of these Simmons brothers. Uh, and he was this, he also is dead now, but he's worth like $5.4 billion when he Jesus. died. And he was basically described as a ruthless corporate raider who um, particularly focused on smaller companies, which just seems extra cruel. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> but what I found fascinating was that there were quotes um, in Forbes about him that were like talking about how um, he claimed that Obama was the most dangerous person in America because he wanted to eliminate free enterprise and liberty from this country. Uh. <laughs> And that was just uh, and, the quote they could print about what he said about Obama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, he's like, he really is apparently ruthless because he um, had uh, two daughters who, or maybe he had like four kids, I don't know, but he had two daughters and he used some of the funds that were like earmarked for them for like conservative causes that they disagreed with. So they sued him and they settled $50 million each. And so he gave them $50 million each. And then, like I said, when he died, he was worth $5.4 billion. He didn't leave them anything. Wow. Well, <laughs> who got the money? Like, what? I don't know. What maid is now, like, the queen of the Caribbean right now? <laughs> Hopefully some of those poor sex workers that had to accompany <laughs> that guy in Las Vegas. Yeah. God. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, well, so that was a thing I thought, and I, I thank you for clearing that up, because in that scene where they immediately go from, like, grieving to, why don't you give me any fucking money? Um, yeah. Where's like, my money? Yeah, like, my, my assumption was, these idiots definitely have more than enough money than they could ever spend in a lifetime, so it's good to know that um, at least Glenn, uh, Glenn Simmons over here... <laughs> Wait, that's the dad, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Glenn is uh, apparently buried like a pharaoh with just fucking fat <laughs> wads of cash around his uh, around his grave or something. I mean, they admit as much themselves later. Like later on, Deandra is like, "Oh well, I have a trust fund. I'm, my mom just won't let me touch it." Mm. And it's like, why? You're like fifty. You have no children. <laughs> like, who are you going to leave this? Who, who's this money for? At the, I mean, us. that's just like how old us. do you have to be to make your own decisions? So also, also, it's funny y'all mentioned age. She's actually thirty six. She, I, I mean, I guess this is just what the evil of wealth does to you. But she does not look thirty six. No, look up, look up what her birth year was. Like, I, that's she's what it says. not thirty six. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's what Google says at least. What, what? January eighteenth, nineteen eighty three. 83 good <laughs> no, god i mean no. if you re- if you really uh, want to fudge the fudge the definition she could count as like an elder millennial if you really no, want to stretch it i, 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 I mean, can tell you like, why she looks so aged and why she isn't allowed to touch her trust fund what's that people magazine deandra simmons opens up about past cocaine addiction and rehab Whoa. Yeah. damn okay right. let's let do it that's I why she looks from- like an evil skeleton <laughs> Wait, I went from this is so mean. succumbing to the evils of the cocoa plant to praising Jesus with cosmetics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. But it's like what? Hard Night Good Morning is the name of her cosmetics company. Oh, I think that's, that's her, brutal. Her flagship product or something like that. I forget that. Their company has a different name. It's like the Green Miracle or something. I mean, it's something religious because they were, you know, ad- advertising yeah. it to Christians. Like. Hang on, let me find my Goop tab. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Green Miracle. Uh, it's a, uh, it's one of those, uh, you know, weed dispensaries that got out ahead of it, uh, but like strictly Christian weed. You know, yeah. the good Lord gave us this this miracle. First, someone plant. prayed over. This it. is yeah. holy CBD oil. <laughs> Again, the idea of why Christian people don't just start slinging kratom uh, it, it escapes <laughs> me because you know. Yeah, no, I think I would like church a lot more if uh, you know the priest walking by with the like weird smoke thingy. I'm sure there's like an actual term for that, but uh, whatever. The was it would just it was just full of THC. Yeah, like I'd be real chill to fucking hear about fire and brimstone at that point. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see. Where I'm getting. Uh, I'm sorry. We we are notes. awful at this. Yeah, we we definitely went on a on a Deandra. <laughs> we shitting no, on okay. Deandra. Uh, we, we haven't even done introductions, so this is just <laughs> full so, on. Uh, yeah. One, one other thing before we move off Deandra, actually, when her mother said, "I and I, I I couldn't quite tell what she was saying one way or the other because she she's a very nice old Southern lady." Um, <laughs> it was either I'm a fairly intelligent person or I'm a very intelligent person. Very. And then, yeah, that's what it was? Okay. And she asked, what do you think the S on my forehead yes! stands for? What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Did, like, did any of y'all get that? I didn't get that. She, the, the, Adam and I were watching this with my mom yesterday because mm-hmm. she uh, stopped by. And we, like, none of us understood what it was. Like, we were like... 
where is the S? What is she yeah, doing? What, She's what, not even like, wearing an S. Like, <laughs> I was, I was kind of expecting it, like she would like move, like her, because like you said earlier, she's got that ridiculous like beehive kind of thing going. But she like moves her bangs over, and there's one of those like S's <laughs> everyone drew in middle school, just tattooed on her forehead, Charlie Manson style. <laughs> that would be cool as hell. Be fucking Does it all lay off a boomer? half pipe immediately after that? Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. a boomer <laughs> meme culture that we don't know about, and they're actually making fun of the uh, of the song All Star. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the S stand? Uh, what do you think the S on my forehead stands for? Fucking sick and shit. Yeah, she does all that Tony Hawk shit. God. Um, but yeah, actually, speaking of that, before I guess before we move, I guess we just have all have a lot to say about Deandra and her mom. Oh, but- so much to unpack. <laughs> and her artist's husband. Oh, oh yeah, who Jeremy is trying his hates best. Her. <laughs> no, no, there was there was barely veiled contempt in that man's eyes. Like he fucking despises her. I I I, I just know it. I just know it. I don't know I, how he despises her mother. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is like we saw last year. He took a photograph and then a mural artist painted it on the side of a building, and both the photograph and the mural were just the dullest shit you've ever seen like just so oh, that's, boring that's dallas like, art for you yeah <laughs> is he also it was, a like, it was totally like a soldier saluting a flag oh, or yeah. something uh, like oh my god, my yeah, god. Like, <laughs> like, no Wait, that's what? the worst kind of artist hang on <laughs> what, what is his uh full name it's uh it's jeremy uh renner no, jeremy. <laughs> that's, that's the other show renner? Yeah. I don't that's know. all i can yeah. think yeah uh here let me deandra simmons Suspend. So Jeremy Locke. Jeremy Locke. Okay. Yeah, because I got a Jeremy Locke mural. You looking to buy a print? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course it's Deep Ellum. Okay. Okay. Oh, so Deep no, Ellum, that makes so for, much more sense now. For those who are not acquainted with Dallas, is basically this like quote unquote cool neighborhood like right by downtown. That's a bunch of like it's a bunch of like just or up until pretty. Like, maybe, like, two or three years ago, it was a bunch of just-okay bars. And now it's, like, just real fucking yuppie. Uh, So it totally makes sense that some of his art is down there. God, this is... I'm gonna (laughs) drop this in the Skype call, because this is absolutely hideous. (laughs) (laughs) It really seems like all of this would be desktop wallpaper my boss would have. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Okay, oh see. no! On his about page, it says military photojournalist. Oh yeah. Oh, this is yeah. so hideous. He was named okay, military photojournalist of the year seven times. <laughs> Just for people who are not privy oh to this image. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all are gonna have to like put this in the in the fucking like SoundCloud description or something because yeah. literally a third of the mural is like. <laughs> Okay, so the title of the bar, like, that's fine, whatever. It's, like, an iconic downtown Dallas uh, spot. But then it's, like, his name, somebody else's name, somebody else's name, and, like, all their Instagram information. Like, there's literally, like, Instagram and Facebook logos on this. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Wait, also, is that somebody breakdancing? Yeah. Is it, like, a military breakdancing? Oh, my God. You're very that's lead just here. <laughs> this no, is a that's from a photo he had. Yeah, that, like... Yeah. Oh God! That's, that's... A soldier break dancing, surrounded yeah. by other soldiers. Everyone's white, I'm pretty sure, and yeah, of probably. course, 
Uh, there's a massive okay. American flag behind them. Of course. It limits it. Like you, like you were saying earlier, like, this is, like, peak Dallas aesthetics. Like, yeah. this is as Dallas <laughs> as you can fucking get. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why the show is incredible, though. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's like, um, it, it's, it's such a slice of life of, like, oh, these are the people that make the, make the city of Dallas as shitty as it is. Yeah. <laughs> I think what you're describing is, like, really successful art, both this mural and the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. In its in its way, it is. It functions. It serves its purpose very well. Oh. <sighs> okay. And I just. Um, it, it's yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have to move on from Deandra, otherwise we're never going to finish. This <laughs> okay, this episode. is the Deandra show now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one last thing I will say, even though I'm, I'm just going to go back on what I just said, which is that she wanted to like <laughs> leverage a loan against her trust fund, and her mom was like, "No," but it's like. Why not? Like at least that's like like that would be like the first good thing they've ever done with the trust fund. Like with all the wealth that they've like hoarded that I'm sure is ill gotten because at least mm. it would mean like some working people that like work for I'm sh- I mean I'm sure they're a bunch of business like little small business tyrants but you know at least those working people could keep their jobs a little longer like yeah. have time <laughs> yeah. to like look for new jobs. Yeah, it's it's so irritating to watch her be like, "Oh, the business is failing. What can we do? I'm so stressed. I'm working so hard. By the way, I have a trust fund. I'm set for life." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like so, so you're basically playing a board game at this point, more or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we move over to Stephanie. Um, and <laughs> she and her husband Travis are chasing each other around their massive house on hoverboards. Um, and Bravo does this thing that they love to do on like housewife shows for reasons that aren't fully clear to me, which is where they show us this, or they give us like the sound first. So it sounds like they're about to do it, but (laughs) oh, we're just chasing each other around on hoverboards. And it's like, why? (laughs) Yeah. That's actually gives me an amazing idea. Kelton, Zach. Uh, that's how we're opening the next episode of uh, (laughs) the show. It it just sounds like, just like, just like. Just circle jerking over Skype, and uh, yeah, oh yeah, that'll really draw people in after the ad break. I think. Yeah, but we're actually going to be doing doing it, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, of course, yeah. Only if we can get Minion Delph Cult to do it with us. So no, how it works is it it just sounds like a bunch of like you know fap 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 and like us grunting at each other. And then it turns out it's Bible study, and we're just turning the pages super hard. (laughs) But then it like the the camera trucks out even further, and none of us have pants on. (laughs) yeah i mean and that will be about as sexy as like watching (laughs) any of this shit is like i don't know why thank you i i my (laughs) our egos have now successfully (laughs) sorry sorry i'm sure it would be very very um horny right out the window yeah uh Um, but yes like I was saying earlier, their whole fucking conversation just feels like a, like a bad plot recap, which I love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also the conversation just... is about as comfortable as listening to uh, to the other that other lady talk about. Haha, I gotta keep my sex life. Yeah. Uh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge thing with these shows: is women just trying to convince you that they still fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that other woman, she's she's also, we'll get to her, but she's also probably, like, 50 or whatever, and she's, like, 
three grown teenage daughters and then she's like oh if you just look at me i get pregnant it's like mm, i think uh, if i look at you i'm gonna see someone getting a hot flash like i don't think <laughs> i don't okay, think that's is... happening for you anymore i'm sorry don't question my virility so it's funny it's funny you mentioned that too because i've got the whole like cast thing pulled up like i think kelton you mentioned that earlier just to keep track of who everyone is and she doesn't have an age listed <laughs> so oh, wow. who fucking knows yeah no yeah <laughs> um and then i also just kind of going along with the theme of i guess aesthetics but also just everyone on this show looking weird as hell did you, <laughs> what did you guys think of travis like <laughs> travis such- looks like a shittier mark Wahlberg, like the great value marky <laughs> mark and just as racist <laughs> yeah yeah well, i mean i assume i assume who knows? I, no yeah, I get just as racist vibes, but I was getting more like Sean Hannity, like blockhead kind of. I mean, oh, his yeah. head is like perfectly <laughs> rectangular. <laughs> In your notes, you should have said it like your notes here. She wrote same skull energy as Sean Hannity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if, we, if we do phrenology stuff on Sean yeah. Hannity and, and fucking uh, Travis, it just turns out they're like separated at birth or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the phrenology test to determine birthright. Yep. Like white supremacist Jesus. phrenology. Yeah. Uh, or I guess maybe that's redundant. Anyway. He seemed like he seemed like <laughs> yeah. the most annoying one to be stuck in a room with. Yeah. Oh, She's yeah. like, wow, he started out with like six million dollars and now his <laughs> business is worth seventy million dollars. Do like, y'all know oh, okay. what company? Like what he does, like what yeah. the company is. So we've, we've kind it. of looked into this. Okay, go for it. Okay, so, well, Adam, do you want to explain this actually? Because uh, he's in lockers. Yeah, I'm just looking at your notes. You might as well read it. Okay. <laughs> <You're closer. laughs> okay. Well, basically, he's in the locker business, which is just fascinating to me uh, because, you know, that's not something that I think of as being like the type of business that you buy uh, what was clearly like an $8 million sex party home, you know? So <laughs> I, we basically one day I saw someone sharing on Twitter um, this image of the LSU locker room. And they were talking about how, like, oh, my God, they spent $28 million on this goddamn locker room and they still don't pay their fucking players. So Mm. I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) I think that he does locker rooms like that that are like, you know, $28 million at LSU or, at you know, Texas uh, University or Texas A&M or whatever (laughs) these like massive massive projects that and then I was thinking probably also like police departments and like fire departments and stuff like that and he lockers like these so he probably gets like he's essentially probably getting a lot of state money and then privatizing it and then (laughs) buying this eight million dollar home with a fucking pool in the entryway (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know who he looks like he looks like Chuck from Gossip Girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Probably just as rapey, too. Uh, yeah. Both in real mm, life yeah, and the is. character, interestingly. I don't know if you guys have looked into <laughs> that, but it's pretty disturbing. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't, actually. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So, in 2017, there were uh, just over 38,000 gyms in the United States. Oh, wow. 36,000 health clubs, yeah, that's where et cetera, their money is. et cetera. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even if we're going on the assumption that they are just run-of-the-mill mom-and-pop operations, not multi-million dollars. <laughs> yeah, those, those little uh, uh, corner gyms that open up all the time. They've yeah. Been there, yeah, you know, yeah. Since the 50s. But, I mean, like, I would like to think that when his father started the ye olde locker company <laughs> in, in the 70s and 80s, there probably were less gems of that sort available. So probably overall market saturation is just the same percentage-wise. Just so happens that we're in this massive boom right now. Yeah. So I, I don't know how much of it is uh, good on Travis as much as just Get like right industry in the right era. No, totally. And did you guys notice that she mentioned that he went to like a four week course at the Harvard Business School? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah you and know, the one that back. like Elizabeth Holmes will teach you at for <laughs> totally. a couple of weeks. Yeah. He took the four week course, then came back, and now he's leaving for another four week cur- uh, course <laughs> at Harvard. Like, I think I think he's cheating on you, sweetie. I, like, there's no way that like well, she, he, he's going to Europe. Like, oh, he's, he's yeah, yeah. She said he's like manscaping ways that she's never seen before. Yeah, yeah. Like that's oh, that's, that's, a that's a red flag for sure. And, and she's gonna cry for help. I love this job. Yeah. Talking about my relationship. Love lockers. <laughs> love lockers so much. <laughs> but spe- so speaking of his uh, manliness, I, I, I think is, is another thing that really stood out about that conversation. Um, yes. So uh, she was describing like the whole, you know, arc of this episode and the tiff that was going on. And he was like, well, it was me and my bros getting together. You know, we would just uh, like, have a good fist fight about it. And it's yeah. like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, yeah. You have never thrown a punch in your life, sir. <laughs> God. Like, well, I just love just... how it's like, oh, yeah, we would just, like, punch each other, uh, bleed all over ourselves, and then be totally over it. Dude, everything's fine. Why can't yeah. you guys do like, that? No, what you're you going know, to do is never talk to each other again. the locker room that my father built. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all are going to do is never talk to each other again and drink yourselves to death getting angry at some dude you haven't spoken to in a decade. Like, ugh. Yeah, that's that's actually another trope of all of these housewife shows is like the wife will try to like consult her husband about like um, some, I don't know, some drama she's having with her friends. And then mm-hmm. men, I mean, always, always, I don't think it's ever happened that the man has given her even like the like tiniest bit of actual advice. It's always just the men being like, oh, you women with your emotions. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't picture what's yeah. funnier to me. The idea of like one of these housewives, you know, uh, trying to give legal or uh, business advice to Daniel Play- Plainview from There Will Be Blood, <laughs> just trying to explain it to them. Or the idea of Daniel Plainview being old and decrepit, watching his son become someone like Travis and marry a real housewife. Yeah, Travis oh, is just there. The Sitting, sitting at like the kitchen island or whatever the fuck they were at. Like, babe, just drink his milkshake, babe. Like, what? Just drink his milkshake. What are you talking about? In reality, the guys do as much drama when they're on the show. Oh, like earlier in the episode, we saw uh, Leanne's husband sent like. I think a, it's later, but yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Leanne's husband sends one of the other husbands a text like threatening to yes. out him for uh, cheating oh, or with pretty like Jessica. With pretty, pretty Jessica. Pretty Jessica. Okay. 
Also, God. he's a boomer, so he he signs it at the bottom. Yeah. Yes! I, okay, I pointed that out when I was watching it. Uh, <laughs> holy fucking shit. Who signs... Okay, so my first thought is that's obviously fake. Because who the fuck signs text messages? But then I realized, oh yeah, these are a bunch of fucking boomers on the show. So he yeah. probably does sign every text message he writes. Dude, you guys did not get to see him, but Rich is a silver-haired boomer who's a retired cop with an eye patch. Okay. So yes, I was wondering who the who the fucking the solid snake sequence. guy was. Yeah. I, I, I really didn't enjoy seeing Dan Crenshaw's final evolution here on this show, but. Uh... Um. God. Okay, so then basically that was the end of the Stephanie scene. We moved on to Brandy, which we mostly discussed. I mean, basically it was just her daughter bullying her, which was hilarious. It was totally oh, yeah. Speaking of speaking of stereotypes that they just hammer on throughout the show, the whole thing about like, oh my gosh, my children are teenagers now. Who even are they? Yeah, yeah. They talk back to me, and then all of the, the that's all that they show. <laughs> These children like being funnier than the entire rest of the show. Yeah, when she calls her mom a clown, like, that was golden. <laughs> well, actually... <laughs> While putting on her makeup, yeah. being like, this is how ridiculous you look. Yeah. <laughs> See this? <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. But actually, now that you mention it, I'm realizing that every single uh, drama involving a mother and her children is actually between mothers and daughters. And it's like this... Uh, competition between mothers and daughters. I mean, the mm. 10 year old is a little too young to be in, in that competition, but like the teenage girl and uh, her mom that we haven't talked about and Terry, yet. Yeah. And uh, Deandra and her mother obviously have this tense relationship. Weird dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that it's all between mothers and daughters, actually. Mm hmm. Um, it is always strange when the 12 year old is clearly the alpha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that was incredible and she's like oh like am I embarrassing you or whatever and she's like who said you're embarrassing me you just embarrassed yourself <laughs> I was like Jesus that Christ was so, that's kidding okay. and I mean you know I really want to hope that's not all scripted but even if it is good delivery kiddo like yeah. way to really fucking dunk <laughs> on your mother yeah, yeah. Either way, yeah. She just delivered it with such conviction that mm -hmm. <laughs> I look forward to in like six years from now uh, seeing her at the future DSA meeting. You know, <laughs> oh, we can only hope. Radicalized Brinkley or Brooklyn or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Braylon, uh, yeah. Bronwyn, you know, whatever it happens. Yeah. Starts dating some hipster who's into IPAs, and they just call it gentrifying Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, in the world. I, I can't wait for that spinoff show. Is, or is that the sex tape? Hey, well, the good oh, news is it's okay. not. She won't get with a Chad, but she will get with a Brad. <laughs> it fits as is written. So bad. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Uh. uh it was cute watching, like, being like, oh, wow, they're children. These are human beings. And then having the whole thing where it's like, they just talked back to me. It's like, oh, that ruined this entire segment. I I don't like this anymore. Yeah. No, the kids the kids are the most sane ones in this show. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. Yeah, no, they haven't been, uh, they haven't had the, uh, the fucking capitalist realism brain worms seep in yet. Like, I mean, like I, I mentioned offhand earlier, but I feel re real bad for that little Bruin kid 
Like, because mm. his parents are going to turn him into a fucking Donald Trump Jr. type character. And, Ugh, you know, you're right. he's just going to be evil. Oh, especially since he was adopted, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, which they probably see as, like, free reign to mold him however they fucking want. <laughs> God. Yeah, that's terrifying. He has a speech impediment where every word comes out with BR in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> Bribery, just Oh god, that that really got difficult real quick. <laughs> Pick yourself up by your brute strap. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of mothers and daughters, the next scene is Mama D and Deandra. So I guess this is actually when they went to the grave. I guess I got a little ahead of myself earlier. We jumped around a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But um, basically, one thing I just want to mention in this scene was, did you guys notice Mama D's massive fur coat? like In the oh, middle of, what, yeah. is this supposed to be summer? I, is this supposed to be winter? <laughs> I mean, who knows I, when this was shot? It's never cold enough. It's maybe two days out of the year cold enough to wear that in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, like well. it, it was shot in 1998 because that jacket is from uh, Dave Chappelle's Playa Hades Ball oh costume that he wore. I mean, literally, it's like that thing must smell like mothballs and, I don't know, old lady Gin. or whatever because yeah. who even sells fur coats anymore? Like, where would you even find it? I I, there were protests a few years ago um, around, I think it was like London Fashion Week or something, and people were protesting, saying like designers shouldn't be using fur. And then a bunch of people were like, yeah, totally, but like, who is using fur? Like, <laughs> it was like, great, thanks for raising awareness, but like, this isn't an issue. No, no one wears fur anymore. I, I don't know. It's just fascinating to see a fur coat out in the wild like that yeah no she uh What's she bought it at done. the secret rich people mall that's underneath <laughs> dallas uh Probably. You can only, uh yeah you can only get into after you uh sacrifice a certain number of children you know very uh actually very it's just stuff. it's just the mall from uh us you know those are the simmons family furs i don't want you to disrespect those furs any <laughs> <You're> longer <right. laughs> Yeah, they, they 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 hunted and killed the last living Sasquatch to get those furs, and uh, I won't have it. Dis- I won't have that noble act disrespected. Uh, also, during this scene, the only the realest person in this entire TV show is Esther, the accountant that works yes. at that at that business that is going under. <laughs> She God, is so cool headed considering the fact that she may not have a job <laughs> for 90 days. Yeah, no, I, I was I was really expecting like for anyone to do like an like a like a the office style cutaway where they just look into the camera and they're like, no fucking way, it'd be Esther. Because yeah. I can't imagine the shit she puts up with day to day. I know. Well, you just realize, like, Deandra is like, oh, my whole storyline this year is how I have to, like, struggle with this business that my mom left me that's failing. Also, I have a trust fund, but, you know, oh, woe is me. But Mm -hmm. meanwhile, Esther's the only one that apparently knew what the fuck is going on. Like, Esther's the one actually running this business. You know what I mean? Like, Esther's the only one that has a fucking clue. Esther has been laundering money for the past 30 years. (laughs) She's got got uh, an island in the Caribbean she can escape to. Like, now that's Praxis, baby. (laughs) That is absolutely Praxis. I really fucking hope so. Um, And then did you guys notice when the producers asked... Okay, so, well, actually, one thing that I had been talking with about um with Deandra's storyline uh with Adam 
is how this is like a really great example of how I think like rich people use money to control things and mm-hmm. control people, including obviously like their own offspring. And I, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm so insightful. But then the producers literally asked her outright in this segment, um, like if she would be willing to give up her trust fund to be free of her mother. And she literally yeah. goes, hmm, no. I've been gro- I've groveled at my mother's feet for fifty fucking years. I'm not giving up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one thing my dead dad taught me. It's about sunk cost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How bad is it that you're willing to do that on TV? You're willing to sit on a bench. Uh, <clears throat> I said bitch there. A little more of that Freudian slip Jesus. just coming through. Sitting on that bench with your mom, like telling you, like. Like, like, like gaslighting you, not only gaslighting you and telling you how much she loves you, but then also refusing to treat you like an adult or admit that, you know, maybe she's kind of, uh, kind of using this (laughs) entire business venture thing to just screw with you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine, like, where's the (laughs) self-respect? I don't know. Oh, there's no self-respect. Yeah. There's no no self-respect. So... uh, I mean, that's that's always the thing that baffles me about these kinds of rich people is like, how is money an issue? I mean, there are a million different ways you could have gotten some sort of passive income, whether it's through real estate or, you know, making the right financial decisions or whatever. But you have enough money that you basically don't need to work anymore. So why the fuck? If this is show money doesn't turn you deal? into a fucking anti-capitalist, I don't know what. Fucking <laughs> will. If this show doesn't turn you into an anti-capitalist, uh, just launch yourself into space. There's no saving you. Um, but I mean, it, it really does go to show, though, that if there was like a a true leftist grifter who basically just embezzled and stole money from rich people <laughs> and then gave it into impoverished communities and uh you know worked along those lines where you know they just like stunk up stuck a whole bunch of umbrellas in a giant tub of jello and then just like labeled it society or something you know and someone just bought it for 15 million dollars you know that's the easiest way to rob them (laughs) (laughs) we're looking at you esther that was that was such a long walk up to that but that was fucking high (laughs) art dude holy shit Uh, i actually have a lot of mm. you guys go ahead no 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 no. oh i just was gonna say i have a lot of like conflicted feelings about how these shows handle class because it's Mm. almost one of the main topics of the show is like watching it to take hatred and or uh you know vicariously watching these people and hating on them and the way they use their wealth but then it has all these like psychological mechanisms built in i think to like justify the wealth yeah like stephanie is a good example she's probably one of the most likable characters on any of these real housewives shows i feel like she might be the purest soul on these housewives shows yeah yeah stephanie seemed like relatively normal yeah yeah Yeah, but like that's isn't that the trick because, like, on the one hand, you hate on the really she wealthy sold people who are, baby, like, gaudy and, and over the top. But then, like, it, it's like if Stephanie didn't exist, they had to create her. Because she's the because, exact opposite. And Travis she's, is so awful. She has to, like, mitigate his awfulness. 
Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? <laughs> it, 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 it's like a, uh, you have like a fantasy or sci-fi uh, movie or something where you have to put a human character in there to kind of add context. That's yeah. what Stephanie is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she's there, though, for you to watch and be like, oh, if I were that wealthy, I'd be like her. I'd be like hoverboarding with my hot husband around our giant house <laughs> but i'd be like yeah. really Which, chill about it also, I, mean, I, yeah. I was about to say well <laughs> we found out what your type is okay <laughs> would, is adam wants here that to be held by a blockhead preferably sean hannon not only more about locker rooms yeah not only does this origins. guy look good in a locker room he sells them too <laughs> He also literally look. He's like the sh- his head is the shape of a locker. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so shit yeah, onto no. uh, onto Carrie, I guess. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah. There was like a scene with Cameron. You guys didn't really get to see a lot of her, which is upsetting because she's one of my favorite characters to hate, mainly because of the way she speaks. She's sort mm-hmm. of she had a great tagline like a couple of years ago that was something like um like uh dumb blondes get noticed but smart blondes get everything wow that's that's... her cadence like (laughs) wow that's Um, a lot yeah (laughs) so she's kind of an incredible character for a lot of reasons but the main one for me is that she uh told just like when she started the show, besides her cadence, is that she uh, was like, I'm like Elle Woods. I'm like, you know, totally smart, but people underestimate me just because I'm blonde. And that's like <laughs> her entire personality. Yeah. But she is n- not smart. <laughs> I think she probably, I think she probably literally, like, Clueless came out when she was 16 and she adopted that as yeah. her personality. Yeah. Um, so it's a little bit of a bummer you guys didn't get to see more of her. Uh, but I guess you did get to see her give her dog or get her dog oh. a podicure. So, <laughs> so God, biggest, I mean, we keep uh, harping on the Dallas, like how Dallas this show is thing, but fucking <laughs> that's it right there. Her main thing from last seasons was that she wanted to start a business selling pink dog food, but it turned wow. all the dogs poop pink. So she said, uh, uh, people didn't like. That's beautiful. No, then you can find there, yeah. the dog poop. She also, she's like six foot and her husband is like five foot and they're Hamlet Court writes. and Cam. So <gasps> that's terrible. <laughs> uh, but anyway. I find it absolutely adorable. <laughs> Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so then we can uh, move on from her. I think the only thing she really wanted us to know was that her cruise vacation is not a budget vacation and she will be spending a lot of her husband's money regardless of how budget friendly a cruise is. It's a very yeah. cool and expensive cruise, yes. <laughs> so then we saw straight Carrie... to the Epstein Island, straight back, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh the, the transition is the uh is the the outdoorsy uh the grilling that's the only time that we saw the grill, I think, in the whole episode, and I'm actually disappointed that we didn't see all the husbands together together outside grilling because that's what that i wanted amazing he was like Mild engulfed in the smoke play. though like it did not look he's like not he's ever grilling. turned that on before <laughs> they lit it and they like poured like half a thing of lighter food in there because they don't know how much lighter food to pour yeah. in, and they lit it on fire and they pushed him outside and said just stand there um <laughs> uh, yeah so we saw carrie and deandra and i guess this is a scene to just basically introduce her uh, the new new housewife Carrie, 
uh, to us. So I don't know. I feel like we can. Oh, she's new. Yeah, yeah. She's there was a different Carrie last season. We uh, we had a different Carrie who was the wife of, oh, a, sur- my God, of a plastic no. surgeon. <laughs> um, and now we have a Latina Carrie who. There's so much um, to unpack in this fucking show. <laughs> who I guess she's like basically on uh you know, a Ben to tell us that she is a spicy Mexican Latina stereotype. Oh, yeah. yeah everything that, she said. she's the very... whitest person in the world. Yeah. yeah. Everything she said was just stereotypes about Mexican women. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. yeah well, m- remember season five, they have Mariah Carey signed to, to, uh, to uh, play in the show. Lame. Uh, no, okay. that was really Brad, Zach. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just it comes across exactly how you would expect it to uh, with this kind of show, and it's uh, it's bad. Yeah, actually, she pretty much seems. I guess this is kind of going along with what we were talking about earlier, but she seems pretty intent on adopting all the tropes that like really sexualize her. Like she said, uh, you know, I. I'm, I think she says something like, I'm a true Mexican. You can just look at me and I get pregnant. Look at me and I get pregnant. Yeah, that... <laughs> God. Oh my God. That was so... <laughs> like, okay. Out of all the characters to make horny in this show, you're like, oh yeah, it's her. Let's let's do yeah. that. Yeah. Her, her whole shtick is that she's super horny. And she I can't mean, get along with a teenager. Truly. like, she, that, she... I, I... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I, sorry. I no. was just saying, like... The one credit I will give the show, though, is that she has an 18-year-old daughter, and they still filmed her like a child, and they weren't sexualizing her. And I was real worried when it flashed her name and then showed the age. Hmm. And I was like, oh, this is going to be real bad <laughs> real fast. Oh, wow. Okay, because, yeah, I totally fucking... that. I, I guess I just... My my brain was fully smoothed by the time uh, <laughs> like the fucking lower third of uh, her name and all that came up because I assumed she was like fifteen. So, well, yeah. she has a twelve year old, but then she also has an eighteen year old. Good on and the show for I, not. I was yeah, good on them yeah. for doing well, the bare minimum of not sexualizing like what's basically a kid. Please, well, like yeah. please don't ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna ruin it for you. Uh, so there's, oh, there's a different franchise, the OC franchise, that was like the first uh, Housewives franchise. I'm just going to keep saying franchise. Anyway, yeah. Um, so they had their kids on um, like early before anyone like really even knew exactly what this show was going to be. And like, I think maybe like two or three of those daughters ended up doing porn um, and being sexualized no. like on the show and then eventually transitioning after they were off the show, after their moms got kicked off the show, transitioning into um, various uh, yeah, adult film activities. So maybe okay. they've like learned their lesson and they're the, like the producers are like, let's, let's actually be a little more careful with how we present these girls. Yeah. Let, <laughs> like, let's not give our weird friends business cards to these children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I get... oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go for it. I was just going to do a weird callback joke. So <laughs> continue right on. Uh, well, I was just going to uh, point out that again, going along with the, you know, sort of spicy Latina uh, or sexy uh, Mexican uh, vibe that she's trying to cultivate here. Mm. She told us a lot about how much sex she and her husband had when they first met, including that they would go to restaurants and do it in the bathroom, which is like 
Weird so disgusting. Flex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> outing, just outing his fetishes like that. Like, <laughs> yep. It's so gross. This is prime 2009, <laughs> I would imagine. Right? Yeah. Yeah, We're I guess so. The they have a 12-year-old. Um, God. <laughs> 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 also, imagine <laughs> being 12 years old and seeing your mom say that on TV about your dad. Well, so, yes. Uh. So that was another thing I was thinking about. No, um, no that's, not, that's not the dad. If I remember. Oh, right. Yeah. Only the one kid was was from. She had three kids from her previous marriage. And she had one with him. But they had only been together for 10 years. So, what it is is a 12 year old wouldn't. So, imagine that you hear about what you and your step. Or your mom and your stepdad were doing every time they were going on date night. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing I was thinking about earlier when um, when Brandy was talking about her kids, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, Brooklyn's a little shithead." Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, are you just gonna not let your kid ever watch this show that she knows she's on? You know, it's it's. Really I mean, I hope so. Brutal. I think it would really fuck you up to hear your parents like. It's one thing, like I don't know. If you're maybe it's gonna be an awkward day at school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like next episode, Brandy's talking about like, oh yeah, that little brewing baby. Like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> brewing develops an eating disorder. Oh no! <laughs> That's not anything a fucking one year old should have. Um, okay, so the only other thing only I really eats brains. Oh. Go ahead. No, no, no. Just keep going over it. Always. Always. <laughs> yeah, just like when you're editing this, just mute Kelton's track entirely. The whole thing. It's just, yeah, no Kelton. The director's It's for the best. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, the only other thing I really care to point out um, in this scene was that uh, she ha- she pulled out like a pair of neon yellow jeans and her daughter was like, the only reason you bought those is because I gave you a lecture about how neon is going to be in style. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> we did like an episode talking about that like two episodes ago. So I was like, Adam, look, I'm as cool as a teenager. And Adam was like, yeah, or her mom. I was like, baby, why you got to do me like that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't say it that way. <laughs> no, you gave the same energy as Brinkley talking back to Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Brandy deserves it. <laughs> every every venomous word from from whichever fucking uh, BR kid it is. Child. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, but anyway, I think we can move on to the friend intervention. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I really hope uh, they did take Travis's advice. Or I think Stephanie might have said it. I forget. Because, again, just a blur of this fucking show. All these people are the <laughs> exact same. Um, but one of them was talking about, you know, you have a glass of wine, you pop a Xanax. And it's like, what? Th- those are kind of different power levels there. <laughs> one glass of wine, an entire fucking Xanax. I don't know if y'all are going to have this conversation. You might just zonk out. <laughs> Well, um, or maybe that tells us how often they're just, like, zang out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The whole fucking show, they're just barred to shit. For sure. <laughs> um, that would explain so a lot. Did you guys notice that Leanne showed up in red zebra print pants oh. and Gucci sne- sneakers? <laughs> yeah, that yes. was so bad. Oh, my God. 
Actually, every housewife, I think, on this show had a scene where she was wearing those goddamn Gucci sneakers. So, you know, just, like, call it, like, 10 p.m. on (laughs) September, whatever. Like, Gucci sneakers are over. Stop buying them. Stop wearing them. (laughs) Every fucking housewife in Dallas is wearing them. It's done. (laughs) No, they're clearly better friends than they purport to be. Yeah. I was going to buy a whole fleet <laughs> of uh, Gucci sneakers and create a very hyper-specific foot locker, if you will. <laughs> but... um, also, I noticed that Stephanie could not actually walk in her heels. I don't know if you guys noticed that, mm-hmm. but it was very distracting to me. Also, that everyone was wearing <laughs> shoes inside all of their houses. Oh, I hate it. Uh, like, uh, oh, I guarantee you, none of them ever take their shoes off. Oh, God, that is hard. You would have to reveal the yellow toenails underneath. (laughs) 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 Brody. That's normal for me. We always wore shoes in houses. Oh, really? It's a a culture thing. Is it? (laughs) I think think a lot of American people do. Oh, I can't. I can't do it. I yeah, guess I'm, let's uh, go European on a list of all way. of the other awful things American people do <laughs> on the regular <laughs> movies. Clap after the fucking plane lands. Uh, clap right. every time they go through a drive-through. <laughs> well, that was uh, but not, but not at the DSA meeting. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. Snaps, snaps. <laughs> you guys can't tell, but I'm clapping right now. <laughs> I've been clapping this whole time. <laughs> We managed uh, to Leon. slide by without getting canceled when we devoted an entire episode to that. So please don't, please don't get us canceled now. <laughs> oh, well, we we got canceled and then we got like brought back b- b- from the dead by a whole bunch of weird irony. Bros. So uh, perfect. I I'm canceled. I live. I'm canceled again. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the uh, Frankenstein of podcasts. Not the monster, just, you know. <laughs> I, I like that the friend of Vin- lost the whole middle of America on our podcast download segment. Good, and fuck now them flyovers, like, including Texas. <laughs> where people I live. in New York and Pennsylvania now love us for some <laughs> unknown reason. Yeah, once we, started, <laughs> once we started talking about doing a bunch of cocaine every episode, the fucking Brooklyn numbers are way up. <laughs> That's weird. And I mean, I, I, specifically, I mean, the kid from the show is listening to our podcast like oh, 500 yeah. times a day. It's really scary. <laughs> Yeah, all of our Twitter followers have uh, have uh, have the same have the same like people that we follow with all of the uh, like Red Scare and Chapo. Oh yeah. <laughs> Going back to the podcast, the Illuminati, of course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so let's get into this fight, or I guess it was let's technically it. supposed to be a reconciliation, but it didn't it didn't feel like one. <laughs> um, it was something so- for sure. <laughs> So basically, I guess basically what happened last season was that, um, like, Deandra said, so they they both look the same, and somehow they both changed their hair color at the same time, so <laughs> you guys are going to definitely need to refer to the photos to <laughs> keep track of this. Yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, once I, I dated a girl... Uh, kudos on me, humble brag. I know it's okay. Y'all's DSA applause is deafening at the moment. Um, but uh, then after we broke up, I dated a, a new girl who uh, she had a completely different look, right? Uh-huh. 
Only then she decided to like dye her hair, get extensions, and then she looked like a carbon copy of the oh girl I had been dating, <laughs> and she didn't know anything about her beforehand oh. whatsoever. And I was like, ah, oh, this is going to look real bad on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the first half of a David Lynch movie. Or a Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, when are um, we getting real half real real uh, housewives of uh, of Twin Peaks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, so Leanne uh, ha- has this, you know, retired cop, David Crenshaw, carbon copy husband, or I guess he's her fiance. <laughs> And um, she was, like, really excited about him proposing or whatever. And then Deandra decided to, um, I'm going to go with yuck her yum. (laughs) (laughs) No. uh, I'm hanging up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Very fair. (laughs) One of the most disgusting phrases. Uh, But anyway, so she basically said, like, oh, Rich is uh, cheating on you, but you won't admit it. And then Deandra said... Or then Leanne said that Deandra had an allowance of only like $200, which uh, I guess was equally hurtful to both of them, this fight. Uh, So basically the whole point was to like reconcile the two of them, which is obviously very dumb. But uh, what I found really interesting about all of this wasn't like the specifics of the fight so much as like the dynamics of their friendship, because they were friends before like the show started and... Uh, you know, we talked about how Deandra, you know, is like related to a billionaire, if not maybe like a multi-millionaire. I don't know. Maybe she has a billion herself. Who knows what is in that trust fund? Um, a zillion. Just keep it vague. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Leanne, we talked about how you know she was uh, raised on the carnival circuit. So uh, what I find interesting <laughs> is that it seems like when their social and economic status was like. Uh, very clear and very separate they managed to be like friends for I don't know they said like 10 years or 12 years or something but then when Leanne got on the show and she's probably getting some more money and maybe some brand deals and whatever um, you know her status is obviously rising and at the same time Deandra just inherited like a junk company and has to like cut her own salary and her mom won't let her trust touch her trust fund so even though she's not actually poor I think she's probably feeling kind of poor so it's like as mm-hmm. their socioeconomic status is equalizing that's when their friendship breaks apart and I just find that fascinating yeah, yeah that's well, I mean, a it's really a, good it's a lot shit. like uh, with <laughs> yeah I mean it, it's a lot like uh, with me Zach and Bo you know <laughs> Zach, Zach and I have accepted the fact that uh, once once Bo really makes it big and breaks out, our our podcast is doomed to failure, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll you know watch Bo do live YouTube videos on Polygon or some weird. Yeah, sort of I'm, I'm, I'm going like to be that. next in a line of uh, Griffin McElroy clones. They uh, they they foist upon the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw some glasses on me, and I'm, I'm the exact same dude. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I don't know. I just thought that that fight was interesting because um, like at one point, I think maybe like Leanne senses this. I guess what it also made me think of something that Adam and I talk about a lot is we like saw this study one time and now we just talk about it all the time, which is that um, rich people are terrible at reading other people's like faces or emotions. Yes. 
And I think yeah, that's absolutely. because... I didn't know I was rich. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's because they've never had to do, like, a lot of emotional labor or even, like, really rely on other people for anything. You know, like, when you need something from other people, you have to know how to, like, read them more carefully. But mm-hmm. if you have, like, a trust fund and you ever need to ask for yeah. anything... Uh, David Graeber calls it imaginative labor. Mm. Like you have to imagine what your boss wants from you, but your boss doesn't have to think about your interior life at all. God, holy crap, that's so true. That makes too much sense, and I hate it. <laughs> it's really. I don't know crushing. why I decided to give like the most PG answer in the world to that, but golly. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Who 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 proposed this? David Graeber. Zach is taking notes right now. Yeah, Zach, I was going to say, the, 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 the silence is deafening. <laughs> well, Hang on. So no, I he's have... clapping, guys. Yeah. Okay. The, 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 the astounding anime, uh, like, hey, we've got to, you know, pad out this season for another three episodes kind of thing you just pull. Sorry, am I not cl- cleaning that up? There you go, thank you. Yeah, those are research points. Yeah. Uh, but That's what I was going to say is that... Um, like, I really noticed that in this scene because, so it's, uh, you know, Leanne is the one that ultimately, I think, actually has a little bit of the kind of same insight that I was talking about with how their status is changing because she literally says, I, I wrote it down, she said, um, she's saying to Deandra, your stance, your posture, and your face right now, you're so so far above me you are deandra you're so much better than me you're richer than me you're prettier than me you're everything does that make you feel better and it was like clearly that is actually what deandra wants to hear right like i mean Mm -hmm. deandra wants her status reaffirmed what's i think what she finds like problematic is that basically like um or just a problem. It's not really problematic. I don't know. Is that... Um, what she finds uh, difficult about that, yeah. Yeah. Is that um, Leanne, like, uh, you know, by outing that maybe she's on an allowance or she's had to, like, seriously restrict her spending, like, Leanne essentially kind of pulled her off her high position. And mm. she wants that reaffirmed again, right? Like, in their friendship, she wants to be the rich one, the um, more... I don't know. I guess, like, the one Love. in society. They talk about society a lot. It, it, yeah, it's a pissing was... contest. Yeah. 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 Well, when Deandra was first coming on the show, she talked about how, oh, yeah, she grew up in society, but she was, like, too cool for it as, you know, a young teen and 20-something. And cokehead, yeah. apparently. Of course, cokehead, of course yeah. she was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess you can't be rebellious like that unless you have the safety net inclusion also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. But then it's like uh, Leanne. Leanne came in with her Beth Chapman energy and those uh, the red leopard pants. Yeah, <laughs> and she's actually I I think Leanne is the most. I mean, she's definitely the most spoiled now because she's been elevated. But if she is the most socially apt out of all these people, she seemed annoyed at this like gathering where she's just expected to make up with Deandra after she's kind of. Maybe not deceded her from you know her throne, but she's she's tarnished the Blair Waldorf yeah uh, I, what, like <laughs> image that she has of herself yeah 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 well I mean that's the thing not to be uh, not to be too bigoted against rich people I mean because you know don't want to get canceled <laughs> here or nothing but 
really, you can tell from the way they interact with one another that a lot of these people stopped growing up when they were about, like, 12 or 13. <laughs> when they realized they could get anything they wanted no matter what, and it's just a matter of, you know, using the right fucking Ferengi mindset leverage against somebody else to fuck them over, to, you know, to where you can get what you want from them. Totally. So, uh, yeah, totally. so when they run up against a block to that, that's when it's like, bitch, I'm going to claw your eyes out, you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. And that's yeah. good television. <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're totally right because even Deandra's apology sucked and sounded like a so thirteen-year-old oh or whatever. Yeah, she was. She was like, um, "I apologized before, but I'll do it again." Like implying basically, like I'm the bigger person, so I'll take the high road. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like okay. And then she said it was because I want that off my spirit and my soul, and I do not want that burden anymore <laughs> because it doesn't serve yeah. me going forward. It doesn't God. serve me going forward. What are you talking about? That's not what apologies are for. It's not. It's not <laughs> self optimization. Yeah. Like. It's it, it's like she got her uh, her fucking like you know Dallas megachurch pastor confused with her uh, <laughs> Silicon Valley life coach that she both totally. pays like a thousand dollars a meeting for uh, and just was like you know what yeah fuck it let's go forward with whatever I'm saying here this sentence works <laughs> this is functional yeah totally but it was just so it's such a bizarre apology like zero emotional intelligence behind it mm-hmm. yeah um. But yeah, so basically they try to, um, I guess they kind of say they're going to try to move forward and leave the past in the past or whatever, but based on, like, Leanne's talking head, I don't get the sense that the, the truce lasts. <laughs> oh, no, um, I mean, it's it's episode one of the season. They're, yeah. uh, they're going to continue this, this feud. Someone's cheating, and we're going to hear about it later. <laughs> yeah. Just well, we're going to learn yet. more about Pretty Jessica. Oh, Pretty Jessica, yeah. When she shows up in, uh, in episode seven... Uh, you know, with a crossbow and uh, and she also has <laughs> straw-looking hair that's the color of like pumpkin spice. Lattes. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. <laughs> what? What if? What if it's a different thing? All right. What if instead of like you know in his phone he has like pretty Jessica and ugly Jessica? <laughs> he's actually he's actually like a deeper individual, and he's like pretty Jessica, kinda Jessica, actually Jessica. <laughs> In his phone, so the so most Jessica of the Jessicas. Yeah, she's or he's looking for like the platonic ideal of the Jessica. <laughs> the like, form. Yes. God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, it's Plato's whole... cave, but it's a giant locker room. <laughs> <laughs> Just opening on. lockers <laughs> with different <Yeah>. Jessicas. <laughs> no, yeah, not to like tie too much of a bow on this whole fucking thing, but it feels like. Like, in their heads, they were trying to have their own little Game of Thrones uh, scene, almost. Mm. But they're just all too inept at speaking <laughs> to human beings that it just comes across as, like, these these people talking past one another. It's totally. so weird. No, totally. I mean, yeah, you don't get the sense that any of... Like, they're, they're not connecting with each other, and everyone else mm-hmm. there who's supposed to be, like facilitating the friend intervention is just like sipping on champagne and just watching passively <laughs> yeah. like, they could give a shit what happens eating by the way the end got there really late like the bars have already kicked in for everyone else <laughs> <laughs> well Leanne was like the- them, they kick in a lot quicker 
Leanne was like uh, the only sober one and clearly like pulling a power move by actually eating in front of other women because (laughs) (laughs) all the other women were just like, "Mm -mm, liquids only, girl. I cannot imagine the (laughs) fucked up relationship these women have to food. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't spend $80 at uh, Panda Express and Panera Bread yeah. to yeah. try and impress you bitches. God. No, eat it. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's the end of the show. So what did you guys think? I know this was like your, this was like your first experience with the Housewives, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having to watch yeah. an entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I I feel like I've said this a million times already, but it was very, very, very Dallas. Uh, yeah, they they did capture that aspect of Dallas, Texas, very well. Um, <laughs> uh, like I also said a million times, if you see something like this and you don't think capitalism is uh, run by just broke-brained idiots uh, by the end yeah. of it, well, yeah. I don't know what to do with you. You're just wrong. Um, I mean, that was the number one reason I, I wanted you guys to watch this show, uh, because I just need more leftists to know that this material exists in the world. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. This is this is a real thing that like. And, and so that's the thing, too, that I was kind of thinking as I was watching, like, who is this show for? And yeah. like, all I can think of, it's like, well, it's it, it's like upwardly mobile, like, you know, early 30s white people who are like. Oh yeah, that's gonna be me someday having this dumb spat with some other idiot. Like I can't wait to do that, you know? Yeah. Which it's like, oh no, this is this should not be aspirational in any way. That's the weird part is like they're such terrible people. It mm-hmm. should not be aspirational, and yet all of the yet. like the shots, the aesthetics, um, you know, everything from the champagne to the Gucci sneakers tells you that it is supposed to be aspirational. Yeah, they're made but out they're... to be cool people. Yeah, <laughs> but they're so terrible. Like it's, I don't know, it's so confusing. I think that's a second I... audience for it is people that are that are more grounded than these people are. People that maybe aren't like, you know, don't want to be, you know coastal elites that are just kind of happy with being you know middle class and that can watch this and be like oh my god she's an idiot but yeah, have I'm superior. nothing else that they watch yeah yeah exactly they yeah. don't watch much they don't watch anything else for entertainment because watching you know cape shit is is dumb <laughs> uh, yeah i mean like so there's me, no you're way talking about you me, could Zach, probably get me there's no way you could probably yes. get me to to watch another episode of one of these shows, <laughs> but I would absolutely kill to get an opportunity to write the questions that they answer throughout the episode oh, that yeah. guides the narrative. <laughs> yes, because it seemed like it was some underpaid intern or underpaid writer who was just dunking on them constantly <laughs> and making them out to be who they seem to be. You know, uh, I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah, what we ridiculousness. Need, yeah, what we need to do is radicalize the staff of uh, whatever <laughs> fucking company makes this garbage. So, yes. you know, rather than just, like, the spats and the, like, shit-talking one another that these characters do. Because they're characters. I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of writing going on. Um, but it's, it's more so shit like, oh, like, she slips and breaks her leg. Or, like, somebody gets a pie to the face. Or, <laughs> you know, just, just make it full-ass-out idiocy. Because we're already yeah, 90% yeah, yeah. there. Step and then when our, when our season comes out, we do the we do the interview, and we're sitting there in like our our like vests, and we're like, yeah, you know, physical <laughs> comedy. It's 
it's not very it's not uh it's not as prevalent anymore we really want to bring back physical comedy to the to the drama of you know these tv shows that millions of people watch no it's like step one infiltrate like housewife productions or whoever makes this show step two unionize <laughs> step three banana peels all over every single fucking <laughs> mcmansion <laughs> yeah that's the true How third wave that buy. everyone's talking about Acme explosive (laughs) (laughs) just paint dude yeah you could definitely especially because their walls are so fucking bare just paint paint a fucking tunnel like in the middle of their living room (laughs) half the episode is just them walking into doors that they thought were other rooms of their houses (laughs) (laughs) I I love the the, the, fucking real house okay I am tripping over my words here. Real Housewives of House of Leaves. That's the fucking next season. That's the next spinoff. Cool. So Yeah, uh, what a show. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for um, suffering through this with us. uh, Oh, yeah, thank you all. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, of course. Bringing all your wonderful insights, especially the Dallas (laughs) insights. We uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, bring my credentials as a, uh, a, a more or less uh, lifelong Dallasite. Ugh, what a gross word. I will absolutely be posting your uh, Bruin, uh, illegitimate Bruin conspiracy theory all over the subreddits and any Facebook group I can find. Yeah, get, I really want to just get, get that going. Get people on this. <laughs> Bruin on, oh no. <laughs> I just want to see what people think. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. It was really, really fun talking to you guys and breaking this show down with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Likewise, Do you want to go around and uh, give your Twitter names or whatever else? Oh, yeah, plug Do your, your show. Oh, sure. Yeah. We love your show. So Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Zach, you want to go first? Kelton, you always go first. Yeah, Kelton, you're always first, uh-huh. man. You're the Mario. Uh, lordy, lordy, lordy. <laughs> always the leadoff hitter. Um, yeah, it makes us sound better when you're like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter. I'm at sex confetti because I am an adult with a child and this is how I live my life now. Uh, comma. Is that it? Comma. Yeah, you're uh, right. Did his mic talk? Waiting. Okay, no, no yeah. No, no. Okay, I just thought you... <laughs> That's not like we're going to say something else, dude. No, 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 no. Then it immediately goes to Zach like every other time. Okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. All right, whatever you say. Okay, okay cool. Fine. Yep. I all think right. we're all smooth brain now, so it's fine. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, my brain is an orb thing. <laughs> yeah, no, wa- watching orb. even a single episode of that show has turned me into a full-on himbo, and uh, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on my Twitter is uh, Shinobi1Kenobi and you shouldn't follow me on my Twitter you should instead follow us on Instagram okay yeah that's where we need to clout yeah uh, and what is our Instagram handle our Instagram handle is <laughs> Psychic Dolphin Garage our Instagram handle is Dolphin Garage actually but you can find us at the Psychic Dolphin Garage podcast we are just all on sipping on that dumb bench juice yeah <laughs> Well, uh, for those who have put up with uh, this entire episode so far, those who remain, um, I'm at Schnedwob on Twitter. That's S-C-H-N-E-D-W-O-B. 
I'm gonna be uh, slowly just posting the entire. I'll just I'll just drop a JPEG of my entire notes for this fucking episode. No context <laughs> right now before this goes up, uh, <laughs> because yeah, I. <laughs> This fucking show is so bad, and I'm probably going to end up watching the rest of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) What has happened? Mea culpa. Uh, Uh, Well, thank y'all so much. Yeah, thank you. you. Um, Definitely want to encourage all of our listeners to listen to your show, especially and to call in. I think it's so cool that you guys have a call-in number. And if you ever decide to do an advice show, I'm going to request that you have me on because I think I'm very good at giving advice, but (laughs) we'll never set up. We're not. We'll do the Frasier special. Yeah, (laughs) we're never going to be like uh, with it enough to set up an entire phone number and take calls and everything. So. Anyway, uh, yeah. Also, also, your guys' audio quality is really good. Just to give you some quick kudos for that. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. And that Mo, is entirely Kelton. So. <laughs> cool. No, no, so no, go no, check no. out Psychic. <laughs> go check out uh, Psychic Dolphin Garage. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Bye. <laughs>